Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Exurgat Deus disventur de Dimitri Eus et Fugiacio Derenteum Apache Eus. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. I try to make sure to close out of every episode where I say, pray for those of us who are in Catholic social media. And the reason that I list is because... <laughs> We are all prone to going off our rockers. And I started saying that when I saw what happened to Church Militant. Yes, that Church Militant. So I'm going to go ahead and reiterate that message today with a new example. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangela, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias, diaboli est opraesidium. Imperetili Deus, supplicis te precamur, duque princeps militae calestis, satra malios, que spiritus malignos, que ad perditionum animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum netrudum. Amen. Angela Dei, qui custos est me metibri comisum pietate superna, Amen. So you may have actually noticed that I started making sure to, like, you know, it's pray for the church, pray for your nation, 
and pray for those of us in Catholic social media. And it actually specifically has to do with a couple of people. Like, Church Militant was the one that triggered that was like, oh, wow, yeah, this is actually something we really need to pray. We're like, we have to pray about, we have to sort of stay focused on. Because in rapid succession, right around the same time that Church Militant was going off the rails, when they got into, like, just before they got into the fight with Mike at Restoring the Faith, which turned into a massive legal battle. And by the way, actually, um, Mike is still trying to recover from the legal battle. Um, for those of you who are unaware, they did end up having to make a settlement. Church Militant did lose the case. They tried to hit him for libel. They tried to hit him for slander. And he basically ran circuits around them to the point where they realized they were going to have to settle. But it still cost Mike a lot more than what it needed to be. So if you're interested in helping him out, you can go to givesendgo.com slash defeatcmtv because he is still trying to make up for his losses in that fight with, with Church Militant. And keep in mind, you can win a case and still lose lots and lots of money because half of the punishment is the process. It's the, why, it's the reason why there are two forms of battle and typically common in the world today. One of them is warfare, and the other one is lawfare. And in this country, in lawfare, the penalty is the process. <clears throat> so, the that battle came right on the heels of when Steve Skojek lost his faith. It, it basically kind of ran in rapid succession. So it so um, Steve Skojek started to go a little bit off the rails. And then everybody was like, come on, brother, that's not the right way. And he got angry and he pushed everybody away and he eventually fell away from the faith. He, he left the Catholic Church. <clears throat> and I will tell you, we need to pray for him. Because I like legitimately before he started falling apart, I watched every like every time he put up a podcast, I was watching him and then he started falling apart. But he started falling apart, not actually producing any podcasts. Um, he started falling apart on social media, outside of podcasting, and then he eventually ended up having he ended up giving up one Peter five, which I do believe was the best possible scenario. Now that now that Timothy Flanders is actually um, basically running one Peter five, um, I do think that was probably the best for that website. But I don't know that the best for that website was worth the loss of Steve Skojek's soul. Shortly after that, I think maybe a month or two after that, CMTV, it was right around the same time as the uh, Father James Jackson episode popped off. Um, and Mike Parrott, deciding that he wanted to find out the truth, put up a video, said what was going on, told everybody what what he was looking to what he was looking to do because he wanted to make sure that Father Jackson had the best possible defense. 
Um, and in fact, actually, I should probably take a moment to talk about that because there hasn't been a lot of talk about it. Um, most people don't like most people are aware of the fact that Father Jackson did plead guilty. No one knows why. And that's actually part of the thing. So for those of you who don't know, it's like, oh, he pled guilty. Well, then he must be guilty. A lot of people don't understand that 90% of people who plead guilty aren't. They decide that pleading guilty is going to be the better option, either because the legal fees are going to cost too much or there's, or, you know, there, there are so many, it's usually the legal fees are going to cost too much and the public defenders are garbage. Um, if you end up in a situation where you have a public defender, I mean, pleading guilty is the best thing you can do because public defense, like we talk about how conservatives always lose. Public defenders are losers. Period. They actually get their, they actually make their, make their bones by pleading people, well, by getting their clients to plead guilty either to lesser crimes or to something along those lines. Well, Father Jackson understood something that was going to happen in the trial that he thought was absolutely untenable. The prosecution had made it clear that if Father Jackson went to trial, then as part of the case, they were going to make, they were going to make a concerted effort to display as much of the child pornography that was on the, the computer in the parish hall, which, by the way, <clears throat> for those of you who don't recall, um, Father Jackson can barely work a phone. Like, he can work a cell phone, uh, but it, it, if it's anything more complicated than a flip phone, he's not technically savvy. He couldn't work a smartphone. He's probably the kind of guy who has a password that's like password. You know, to, hey, I'm going to log into my computer. What's my password? Oh, it's password. He's not a tech savvy guy. And the federal government charged him with managing to download and store child pornography. And I believe they were going to try and hit him with disseminating it as well. But they de but <clears throat> the thing is, is that it was the it was the parish computer that was downstairs in the rectory in the parish office that was open, but kind of open to the public. Like, it honestly, some, <clears throat> it is my best guess that someone in the parish office, someone in the parish who's using the computer And it wasn't him, in a nutshell. I mean, Father Jackson had difficulty with email. I don't know how you're going to manage to do all of those things if you can't even work email. Most people, most people, if you're, hey, oh yeah, I'm going to go onto the dark web and I'm going to download child pornography and this, that, and the other. I don't honestly think that's the case. So even though he did plead guilty, I'm going to be blunt, I don't buy it. And the investigators that were hired, they couldn't tell much, but they were almost certain that he was innocent. It, 
what it appears to be, at least to me it appears, <clears throat> that Father Jackson did not want to expose people to what the prosecution was going to do. And I, in all honesty, I think had he not been a priest, had, it, had he been, you know, just some guy who was not particularly tech savvy, I think he actually would have gone into it and gone through it and dealt with whatever, whatever come what may. But being a priest, being a traditional priest, and knowing that the display of such horrifying imagery, and in particular, like if you've had, <clears throat> I talk a lot on this on this show about exorcists and and about their experiences and about some of the key things um, that they talk about. One of the key things that they talk about that I don't think I've specifically mentioned is that once you see an image, demons can use that memory, even if you don't actively remember it, demons can use that memory to torment you. And they absolutely will. And there's a part of me that believes that Father Jackson was kind of aware of that. Maybe not in the full way, maybe not in the full way that an exorcist would be aware, but at least aware enough that just the display of those images was enough of a scandal that he thought it better to go ahead and plead guilty. And you can feel free to disagree with me, but I will tell you that disagreement will probably come to a very swift end when when the when the guns of the government are pointed at you and it's you going to trial. I think you'll find really, really quickly that when you try to actually go toe-to-toe -to -toe against the government, you will lose. It's a foregone conclusion when you walk into the courtroom. It is a very, very rare case indeed where, where, people, are in, where people are acquitted. <clears throat> the trial conviction rate is astronomically high. The conviction rate across the, across the legal system is ridiculously high. It's so high, it's actually almost 100%. It is higher, the conviction rate in America is higher than it is in Japan, and in Japan, you actually have to prove your innocence. It is Japanese law that the defendant must prove his innocence. It is supposedly routed the exact opposite way. In our country, people depend on mercy a lot more than they think they do. And when they find out that the government actually doesn't have any, it's a shock. So I'll go ahead and say now, I'll give you the verbal warning, the government actually has no capacity for mercy. None whatsoever. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but as a result of Mike Parrott and restoring the faith, going out and deciding that he deciding that he was going to provide the provide Father Jackson with the capacity to hire an attorney provide a an opportunity at exculpatory evidence while simultaneously you know if it if it would have come out abs in the absolute that he was guilty Mike Parrott would have actually gone in and act with a flamethrower and just gone through the whole thing Honestly, I believe that I, I honestly believe that this situation put him in a spot where he just couldn't. I don't think 
anyone at Restoring the Faith can honestly believe what happened. I don't know for sure. And one of these days I'll actually have to ask him. The But the side effect of that lawsuit and the fact that Church Militant was willing to go so hard. I mean, they spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in the attempt to destroy, in, in an attempt to destroy Restoring the Faith Media, in an attempt to destroy Mike. And I honestly believe it's because there was not enough intercessory prayer. Because all of us can look at Church Militant and say, you know, they were doing a, an amazing job. You kind of understood there were some things they weren't talking about. But as, as an apostolate, supposedly, I, I don't know that I would call journalism an apostolate, but Church Militant was actually more than just the journalism stuff. The journalism stuff, I think, was probably the place where they were actually making money. But... Maybe. I don't actually, I don't even know about that because, uh, you know, you can run a YouTube podcast, a YouTube show, you know, with a wet, with a halfway decent webcam, a, a halfway decent soundboard and a halfway decent microphone and be good to go. It doesn't take a whole lot in production value. Um, and they were, and they had a full studio, a whole, like a whole setup. Everything was all professional looking and all that. And, you know, definitely not a lot of bang for the butt. Like, they weren't really making the impact that they could have been. But they did at least have a, you know, they had a professional setup. Everything looked good. And they had a reasonable, a reasonable cast of people. But what was also quite clear, and some of the things that came out about them, was that they, you know, while they had a prayer life, you know, because they did, and for those of you who don't know, who haven't actually uh, tuned in in a while, like they generally have or had, I don't know if they still do, but <clears throat> at the time when this whole thing was popping off, you know, they had the visible signs, I guess you could say, of an organization that seemed to be going fairly well, except that apparently... the lead person, the lead guy, still had a little bit too much going on in the background. Which would be my best guess. And that's why it takes the prayers, because it, it takes that intercessory prayer to kind of cover the bases that people don't have. You know, that they, that they don't have covered. You know... Most of us, the vast majority of Catholics, are stalled in the purgative way. They don't really know what to do further. And there are exceptions. And, and I'm not naming any names here, but to just broad stroke, the vast majority of us are stalled in the purgative way. You know, we want to get to the illuminative way. We want to get to the unitive way. But it's kind of that thing, you know, either there's some pride or some fear or something. There's something 
that's in our way, keeping us from actually progressing. And it's far more difficult when you're on a microphone and behind and in front of a camera and people are coming to you for advice and they're talking and, you know, and they're responding saying, hey, it was, you know, this was good and that was good. Oh, uh, you know, and they're choosing videos here and there and, 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 and managing to do things that sort of spike the algorithms in some sort of way. And it takes a really, really different person or a stupid one. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I know in my case, it's, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not willing to do the footwork to try and develop Radio Free Catholic beyond whatever the baseline is, whatever this baseline is. And it's because the message needs to get out there. But as long as it gets out to somebody who can say it, I don't need the credit. I'm not a particular fan of the attention. I don't want the attention. I could not stand in front of the limelight. So as long as the message just gets out there and somebody else can carry it on forward, that's great. It's perfect. And if I happen to save souls along the way, awesome. Glory be to God. But we're in dangerous waters when we're in Catholic social media. We're in dangerous waters having a podcast. We'll get too much traction, we'll start to gain traction, and we'll start to actually think that we're important, that nobody can do the job besides us. Now, I thank God for Dr. Taylor Marshall, and I thank God for, Te for Kennedy Hall, and I thank God for Timothy Flanders, and I thank God for Dr. Scott Hahn and Dr. Peter Kwasniewski and everybody who's actually in this space. Because we need people in the space. We need a lot of people in the space. But nobody is irreplaceable. None of us are special. You want to know who's special? The Blessed Mother. She's special. Daughter of the Father, spouse of the Holy Ghost, mother of the Son. She's special. The rest of us are pretty run-of-the-mill. There are some of us who are truly excellent. The St. Athanasius is... Wow, I can't believe I wanted to put Athanasius in the plural and thought I was going to get through that word. But saints like Athanasius, Irenaeus, um, St. Paul, St. John, St. John Chrysostom, St. John of the Cross, St. John of Capistrano, I'm really glad that I got to John because I could just go all the saints, John, all the saints, you know, St. Francis, St. Uh, well, all the saints, Francis. So St. Francis of Assisi, St. Francis Xavier. There are some, there are some, some of us among us who excel to the point where we're easily recognizable. And those are saints. St. Pio, St. Pius V, St. Vincent Ferrer. St. Vincent de Paul. St. Leonard de Point Maurice. Like, plenty of people out there who have actually risen to that level of sanctity, but the vast majority aren't going to get there. Many, most of Catholic social media is not going to get to the popularity of Dr. Taylor Marshall, and that's fine. 
But eventually, Dr. Marshall is going to stop doing podcasts. And that's also fine. And maybe there'll be a Kennedy Hall, or maybe there'll be, you know, maybe there will be some other person to step up and, 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 and fill, the, uh, fill the spot. But you can take it kind of like this, uh, the homilies that are posted on, on Spiritus TV and Census Fidelium on YouTube. The priests are interchangeable. God is going to use whoever he can to get his message out, or whoever he wills, I should say, because he can use anybody. <clears throat> but he's going to use whoever he wants to to get his message out. And the moment any of us start getting in the way, deuces, that's it. No more grace for you. And the latest case appears to be Michael Lofton. Now, I have never watched a full one of his shows. Never have. I've never watched an episode of Reason and Theology. I was on a different path when I, when I was coming up. From what I understand, Once Upon a Time, Reason and Theology was a magnificent show. They had guests, they would talk, they would debate, they would posit things and discuss theology and, and talk about doc doctrine and dogmas, and they would kind of expand on the differences between the various um, in, uh, disciplines of Christianity. Some of the very, you know, and I'm going to say, and I say it as disciplines, um, because well, I feel like that's just the better way to go. <clears throat> and then money could be made. And the only reason why anybody's really speaking out about it is because apparently in the last week and a half, and here's where it gets really funny. I've never, like, I just watched my first show with Brian Holdsworth this past week. I knew who he was. I, I know like he's well-regarded, well-respected in the Catholic community, well-respected particularly among traditional circles. But I'd never watched Brian Holdsworth. Again, my path took a different route. But what I got to watch was everyone react This time to Michael Lofton because he attacked Brian Holdsworth. And everything I could tell about, like the, the very little bit that I could tell about, um, <clears throat> about Brian Holdsworth is that he seems to be a ridiculously in good faith man. There's nobody that I've never been able to find anybody in the trad in the trad community or in the Catholic community writ large that can say any bad thing about Brian Holdsworth. And in and in general, they're that way with a lot of people. Like you meet like it's like, oh hey, you know, you really can't say anything bad about Brian. It's like Bishop Strickland. Everyone who's ever met Bishop Strickland, you get the scent of holiness from him, apparently. I desperately want to meet him. I think that would be fantastic. But I get the same sense about Brian Holdsworth. He's a man of ridiculous goodwill. 
his response to Michael Lofton's attacks were quintessentially class acts. It was a class act. He came out and he's like, look, you've done amazing things. And I'm not attacking you personally. But you came after me for this thing. And that wasn't my intent. Nothing, No piece about it was my intent. It literally popped into my head about this particular moment in your podcast where you said something. And it was the example that I was thinking of. But it wasn't about going after you and trying to pick apart everything. And Lofton came back at him hard. And apparently he's got a reputation, because I've now heard it from three different sources, that when he's actually trash-talking about somebody, during his live stream, they're blocked from the chat. So they can't respond. That's bad business, boss. I don't even want it like, oh, it's uncharitable. I don't even want to, bro, that's just bad business. You look like a dirtbag when you do that. That's cowardice, is what it is. And as I'm currently listening, because I was just actually kind of going through on some stuff on autoplay, and I'm currently listening to now the fifth, and I gotta be, I'm gonna be blunt. Every other person, with the exception of Rob and Anthony over at Avo Avoiding Babylon, which, by the way, you should totally check out their show, um, just in general. They, they, they have a fantastic show. It's like, you tune into the show, you feel like you're hanging out with friends. I can't think of it like, there's not a better way to just kind of sit around and chill out and BS and talk about stuff and just have a good time. I love the show. The, <clears throat> but they made a response and they're just kind of running it through. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, is what it is. And then I'm, another one pops up. And I got about five minutes in and I'm like, and because the, the nice thing about when you're doing podcasts is if you don't bury the lead, you just come out and you say the initial thing and then you just kind of explain where, where you're going from. And I get about five minutes in and I'm like, okay, cool. That's great. I don't want to hear this. I certainly don't want to hear this without, you know, obviously like they're just like, oh, hey, he's doing this, that and the other. And it seemed unjust. And I was like, OK, well. And I'll admit, I didn't go to watch the reason and theology for that. I didn't watch that episode because I don't want to hear it. I tuned in, I tuned into Brian's response. Brian's response was classy enough. Explained where he comes from with his channel. He's not producing the kind of volume that Lofton can, which, I mean, you know, more power to Lofton that he can produce that volume. That's great. I, <laughs> I wish I could produce more volume up myself. <clears throat> well, actually, what uh, there's a more accurate statement I can make. I wish that my day job did not have me so fatigued that I could produce the volume that I was producing before. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I don't hold it against him that he can. Like, hey, he's got, you know, he's got good production value. He's got a team, this, that, and the other. That's great. That's awesome. Kudos. Legitimately, kudos. Awesome. But apparently Brian runs maybe a show a week. And he tries to only talk about the things that he thinks are important. And he didn't go after the whole hour and whatever of Lofton's piece, whatever it was he was talking about. He was just, he just made a comment about a specific moment that was the example that he wanted to use, and that was it. And it wasn't even it wasn't a condemnation. It was simply, hey, you've got this, and this is kind of a thing to be worried about. So I get to the third one, and I'm not actually paying that close attention. I'm walking around, and then I hear, and, and it's like the admonition. If you continue to go that down this path, you're going to lose the faith. And that was the moment I was like, I walked over to my computer. I paused the video. I immediately, I immediately went over and, and opened up my own recording. And I, and I started here. Those of us in Catholic social media. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if it's occurred. Like you probably think of it as like, oh yeah, of course. But I don't think anyone's actually specifically pointed out. All of us retards in Catholic social media, all of us who are putting out content, you know, exegesis, apologetics, um, anything, journalism, all of us, all of us in Catholic social media, it doesn't matter if you're John Henry Weston at LifeSite News or you're Raymond Arroyo at EWTN or Joe McClain at, at um, iCatholic Radio and, and a Catholic Take or... Kennedy Hall with the Kennedy Report or Timothy Flanders with with uh, the meaning of Catholic or 1 Peter 5. 
It doesn't matter if you're somebody that has never been heard. Like your voice has never been heard. I can think of a couple of people who did a couple of podcasts and they were, and they just kind of dipped out and went back to doing their own thing, <clears throat> which I think might've been the smart move in all honesty. I think, <laughs> I think that might've been the good move because the rest of us who are putting our voices out there, the rest of us who are coming out trying to explain some of the things that we're going through. You know, when I come out and I do, you know, some of the podcast episodes where I'm laying out the battlefield or I'm talking about something that's, you know, more imminent importance to me, you know, me personally in my own faith walk. Every word I speak, I'm conscious of the fact that God is going to hold me to account for every vain word that I speak, especially, especially the words that I put on the podcast. I'm conscious of the fact that he is going to hold me to account for everything that I said that was retarded, that was stupid, that was not worthy of his glory. And it's vitally important. It is ridiculously important that you as listeners, that you as our audience, especially if you listen to the other big guys and you have, and I don't know why you tune into me, but whatevs, we'll go with it. The, um, but if you're listening to these other guys that I'm talking about, you've got to pray for them. Dear family, do you not think that the devil wants to cut down every one of us that has even a smidgen of a chance of being the tool that God uses to bring one soul to salvation. Do you not think that the demons want to cut us all down? They want us to fall into mortal sin. They want us to start biting at each other and gossiping about each other. They want us to start attacking each other. And it's even more important for those of us who hold the one true faith to not get caught up. And if you think it can't happen, dear family, read, read sacred scripture. The apostle Paul talks about how he got stabbed in the back by one of the other apostles. Or one of the other bishops, one of their successors, one of the, you know, so-and-so did me a great disservice. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact passage. I just remember going, wow, they got beef with each other. That's crazy. The Apostle St. Paul had beef with other preachers of God's word. With other teachers of Christ's tradition, his, the traditions that he revealed. The Apostle Paul had beef with people. Like it wasn't just he was resisting Peter to his face. He had beef with other apostles. Other missionaries. I really wish I remembered the exact area. I, oh, man, I, I do. I wish I remembered the exact passages. Because he just comes flat out and says, you know, someone, this guy did me a great disservice. It was, very, it was very bad, and I'm not particularly happy with him at all. And the devil's looking for stuff like that. 
I mean, I'm not saying we all got to gather arm in arm and hook elbows and, be, and sing Kumbaya. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying that the devil would like nothing more if we just didn't reconcile with one another. I am saying that if I managed to pop off at the mouth and say something, um, you know, and actually, thankfully, in my in, in my weight class, you know, I could I can punch up all day long and, you know, they could just ignore me. It's great. Um, but the devil wants nothing more than for us to not reconcile with one another it's one of the things and I know it's it's not unique to American Catholicism but it is very obvious among Americans it's one of the things like when 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 you have Catholic apologists talking about how modernism has managed to seep into everybody's head, I don't think you fully understand how true, like to the magnitude of veracity that statement is. Think about this. Why is there the remnant and LifeSite News, and Church Militant, and Dr. Marshall, and Dr. Kwasniewski. Why is there the Catholic Identity Conference? And, like, why do we have all of these conferences running around all over the place? In part, because everybody kind of has a slightly different focus. But the broad strokes, when you really look at these conferences... Are they really that different from one another that they couldn't all be gathered into a series of conferences all run by the same organization? I mean, the Dominicans have a charism. The Jesuits have a charism. I mean, they still have a charism despite the fact that a large portion of them neglected. <clears throat> the Franciscans have a charism. The Benedictines have a charism. The Augustinians have a charism. The Carmelites have a charism. The Passionists a charism. The Redemptorists, a, par- a, a charism. And those things show in the different traditions of each of those orders. And I would argue that the Remnant has a charism and maybe LifeSite has a charism, a specific thing that they're going after. But there's a lot of overlap between, say, LifeSite News and EWTN. A lot of overlap with Church Militant and the Remnant. There's a lot of overlap in the kind of things that they talk about. Now, the remnant, not so much the remnant of the church militant, let's be real. The remnant is, is the grandfather of the tradition, like is basically the grandfather organization of the traditional movement in these United States. But you ever notice that like we got a lot of conferences, people are getting together, and then you got a lot of people in social media. And it's like, oh, I follow, I follow reason and theology. I follow Dr. Marshall. I follow so-and-so, I follow this. When the split-up happened between Dr. Marshall and Timothy Gordon, like, they were on very much the same wavelength. And then they weren't. There's a lot of splitting up. 
and I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing. The rules for retrogrades thing is actually is it's pretty dope. I think I like the direction that he that he wanted to go with it. It's not the direction I would go, but I'm I mean, <laughs> come on now. I'm pirate radio in the dark corners of Spotify. Like, let's be real. <laughs> I don't pretend to have the, the level of influence. I'm not even actually trying to have the level of influence. I don't ever want that level of influence. It's why, I mean, aside from the style, heavily stylized drawing of me on my website, you guys will never actually see my face if I can help it. And it's not because, oh, hey, I got to lose weight or this, that, and the other, or I'm not too, I'm not, I am not comfortable on camera. I can do on camera. It's no big deal. <clears throat> but I'm not comfortable with where my soul would be if I were on camera. I'm barely comfortable with my voice being out there. Only started doing this whole thing because there were things that other people were not seeing. That nobody would, that like, it didn't matter how far abroad I reached out, I couldn't find somebody talking about it to put it all together. I was like, oh, well, how come there's nobody there? Well, I guess I'll do it. And I was unemployed at the time, so it worked. It is dreadfully necessary. dreadfully necessary that we have your prayers. It is one thing for someone like Dr. Marshall if the feds kicked in his door, arrested him, and threw him in prison. And that's the reason why he got took off the air. It would hurt. It would be painful. It would be an outrage. We would be all horrified. But that's nothing Nothing compared to if we watched him lose his faith. It's nothing compared to if we watched him stopped, stop being Catholic. And think about that. I'd be upset. I'd be mad. I got some friends down in Texas. I may or may not do something extreme to break him out. <clears throat> I'd be mad, to be sure. But the horror, the absolute horror show would be if while under attack, he just stopped being Catholic. And the same would be true for Kennedy Hall or Mike Parrott over at Restoring the Faith or Ryan Grant at the rundown or <clears throat> Michael Matt at the remnant or John Henry Weston at LifeSite, or Raymond Arroyo at EWTN. The horror show that it would be for us to start losing Catholics, prominent Catholics, not because they were being imprisoned, but because they were losing their faith because they were forgetting to be Catholic. I would argue that the loss 
of Steve Skojek, the way we lost him, is by far the worst thing that could happen to Catholic podcasting. It is by far the worst thing that could happen to Catholic social media. It is worse. <clears throat> it is worse even than what happened to Father James Jackson. And I would argue that even if Father, if, if I believe that Father Jackson was guilty, then I would say it would even be worse than what Father Jackson did. Obviously, I don't believe he's guilty, so I don't think he did it. But that's the loss of Steve Skojek from the Catholic, from the Catholic social media landscape is worse. Because he wasn't arrested. He walked away. I don't watch Michael Lofton. I'm not even sure I could identify his voice. But someone who has been fluctuating, in particular in his case, the way he's been fluctuating <clears throat> with uh, sub-brands of Catholicism and Christianity and all that. I don't think he's going to make it much longer. He's burned every bridge, which is reminiscent of a few other people. He's burned every bridge. He's waffled about his practice of the faith. And he's not a dumb guy, not by any stretch of the imagination. Admittedly, I think I might have been a little bit turned off by him uh, prior to. It was right around, right around the same time that a lot of that other stuff was going on. We lost a couple of other guys who left to get their family life right, to get, their, to get everything right at home. Dipped out of Catholic social media so that they could button everything up at home and make sure, and make sure they were taking care of their family and making sure that their family's <clears throat> physical life, spiritual life, emotional life, make sure that all of those were secured. And that's perfectly okay. I mean, you know, hey, I did podcasting for a while and it's time to move on. That's cool. That's fine. What's not fine is I did podcasting for a while and then I lost my faith. You know, oh, I couldn't handle the podcasting life. I couldn't handle the social media life. It was too much. So I had to walk away. That's fine. What's not fine is I couldn't handle the Catholic about Catholic podcasting. I couldn't handle the Catholic about Catholic social media. And so I left the church. And all of us need your prayers to defend against that. More than anything else, that's what we need your prayers for. 
you know, it's cool that you contribute to, you know, those of us that you contribute to. I'm not going to turn away <laughs> anybody who wants to subscribe at RadioFreeCatholic.com or, or uh, uh, go on to the, uh, click the link in, in the Spotify description for plus.acast.com. I'm not going to turn you away from it. But if I had to choose between three Hail Marys and a dollar, three Hail Marys and a thousand dollars, three Hail Marys and a million dollars. And I ain't gonna lie, that last one I'd probably be a little more tempted. <clears throat> but if I had to choose between that and three Hail, three, between any amount of money and three Hail Marys, I'll take the three Hail Marys. Thank you. You want to pray a decade of the rosary for me? I'll take that. Thank you. You commit a rosary for the for whatever my intention, for whatever my personal intentions are? I'll take that over a million dollars. Hey, we're going to come in and cancel all your debts and set you up with the best podcasting platform. You'll never have to do anything but podcasting again. Oh, well, that's cool. Or we can pray a rosary for you every week. I'll take the rosary. Thank you. And that's not hyperbole. The graces that come from a rosary are far more, far more. You want to, you want to pray a chaplet of our, uh, um, a, cha a chaplet to the, to our lady of sorrows. I couldn't tell whether I wanted to say it in Latin or English. That's horrifying. <laughs> you want you want to dedicate a chaplet of Our Lady, uh, the chaplet of Our Lady of Sorrows, to me once a week? I'll take that. You want to, you know, just take a minute when you're praying to your guardian angel, be like, "Hey, by the way, could you go check in on Caleb's guardian angel? That'd be dope." I'll take that. I'll take any of those before I take money. I'm not going to turn away money, but. You tell me you tell me that you're going to spend an hour in front of our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and you're going to think about me and you're going to pray for me. I'll take that. Every time. Even if you're only thinking my name for a half a second while you're sitting there thinking about all the other stuff, I'll take it. Don't even get me started if you wanted to offer a mass for my intentions. Oh my goodness. And believe me, I'll know because the demons will come and try and kick my behind like they've been trying to do for these last several months. I'll know. I don't think, legitimately, I don't think I could stress it enough. Like, oh, pray pray the rosary. Pray, pray for the church. Oh, I'm going to be a little greedy here. You can pray for me. Please. I'll take three Hail Marys. I'll take an Our Father. I'll take a Memorare. I'll take a St. Michael's Prayer. <laughs> you want to really go above and beyond if you're crazy enough to do a 54-day novena for me? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I, uh, uh. Worth more than gold. Worth mo more than safety or security. Worth more than money or fame or power. And it's not hyperbole. It's the one thing that I notice 
that a lot of cat like Dr. Marshall says, pray the rosary, pray, pray the rosary, or you're not on the team. And, and that is absolutely true. I'm going to go ahead and be greedy for all of us and say, pray for us. Remember us in your prayers. You want to offer a mass for me? By all means, please, I beg you. If you're a priest, if you're a priest listening to this podcast, you know good and well that I've been asking for a priest to freaking send me an email. Fine. You don't want to send me an email? Offer a mass for me. You can even tell me, hey, I need 10 bucks to cover all to cover all the accoutrements so that I can offer a mass for you. That is fine. I will Venmo you the money in a heartbeat. Probably the only <laughs> honestly, I think that'd be the only way I got got like that'd be the online scam. Hey, I'm willing to offer a mass on your behalf. I'll do a Gregorian mass for your grandmother. Bro, how much money you need? Father, really? You're going to do that? I'm there. What do you need? <clears throat> Call me on the phone so we can talk so I can make sure it's you. And you're you and you're actually a priest. <laughs> We're at war. We've been at war. The church is in a civil war. We've always been. Actually, in all honesty, look at the history of the church. In all honesty, we've been in a civil war again and again and again. The Dominicans, the Franciscans, they were at war with each other once upon a time. Like, we've, we're, we've been a church at war for a hot minute. The human element of God's, of God's church, of Christ's mystical body, we're a bunch of scallions. And we need your prayers. We're fighting a war out here. Those of us who are talking about Catholic things, those of us who are looking at the world through a Catholic lens and trying to bring it to everybody, those of us who are trying to actually illustrate the battlefield as it sits, we need your prayers. Because, let's be real, while I'm busy yakking on this microphone, you know what I'm not doing? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm going to do it before, like, before I get on the microphone and then after the microphone. But I'm definitely not praying when I'm talking on this microphone talking to you guys. And I don't... I know a lot of us are thinking about it, and maybe we don't remember to say it. I think it was easier for Steve Cunningham over at Spirit 2 TV and Census Fidelium because, you know, he's got it in every in every video description. Say three Hail Marys for the priest. Because the person given the message is going to be under attack, especially if he's preaching the truth. The priest, the layman, the bishop, any of any of us in Catholic social media, if we're telling the truth and we're actually trying to get out there and get the message out, the gospel, and bring souls to Christ or bring them closer to Christ, we're going to be under attack. Always. So, 
pray for Michael Lofton. Pray for Brian Holdsworth. Pray for Timothy Gordon. Pray for Christine Niles and Gary Michael Voris. Pray for John Henry Weston and Michael Matt and Kennedy Hall and Anthony and Anthony Abate and Rob over, you know, over at Avoiding Babylon and pray for Bishop Strickland. Pray for uh, John Henry Weston. Pray for Timothy Flanders. Pray for Dr. Marshall, Dr. Kwasniewski, Dr. Hahn, Trent Horn. Pray for Matt Frad. Pray for, pray for all of us. If we're out here and we're talking the Catholic message, pray for us. Desperately, we need you to pray for us. Because it doesn't take long for things to really just go off the rails. Because we're all still men. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen.